Hello and welcome to Agents of Nonprofit. My name is Alexander Lapa, and I'm here to speak with everyday superheroes helping nonprofits. Joining me today is a very special superhero, my dad, George Lapa. George, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. So your background obviously is going to be very unique, but I was wondering if you can give people just a brief outline of you know where you came from, uh, what you're doing these days, and a bit about you know who you are and your career. Okay. I, uh, my background is basically from Latvia. My ancestors lived in Latvia a long time. But then during the uh, war, we escaped and we ended up in, uh, in Belgium. And we stayed there in Belgium for six years. I had to learn uh, French and Flemish. And in 1951, we came to Canada when I had to learn English. So now English is my main language. I was lucky enough to uh, graduate uh, from McGill <clears throat> as electrical engineer in 1962, worked for about five years in engineering, and then switched to, uh, back to school to get an MBA. I graduated in 69, met my wife also in 69, married in 1970, so we married now for 53 years. But uh, I worked mainly uh, with, for the federal government for 25 years. Uh, out of Montreal, and uh, then uh, was sort of uh, there was an incentive to leave the government after twenty at, at that time in nineteen ninety five approximately nineteen ninety seven I think it was yeah nineteen ninety five and then I did some consulting work, uh, private consulting work for a few years, but by uh, beginning of two thousand and something, I fully retired, and my wife says, "What are you going to do now?" So I said, "Well, I don't know." Um, but I saw an ad in the paper looking for people to work with computers. It was a volunteer bureau in, in a city called Dorval. Uh, they needed some help with, with, uh, with entering data, which I said, okay. And that's how it started. I, uh, I've been uh, with them for about 20 years now. They moved to St. Anne de Bellevue, and uh, we are uh, maintaining their, actually not doing data entry, but maintaining the network maintaining their computers, doing physical hardware modifications, physical modifications, software modifications. And uh, that's what I'm currently doing uh, at the moment. So just to, for people to give them some context, uh, based on that rich history, my dad is 85 years old today, uh, which is awesome. Super in great shape, great health, totally doesn't look his age. And I'm very proud of him. And Part two is, uh, this is a superhero origin story of not just my dad, but of me, because it was by virtue of my dad working at this nonprofit organization through the this nonprofit is how I started. It was my very first Salesforce nonprofit client. Actually, my very first client was a nonprofit, and that was the organization my dad worked at. So this is kind of like a two-in-one origin story. You said, Dad, I'm going to call you Dad because I don't know how I can't call you George. Um, you, you mentioned um, you found them in the newspaper. So was it just a matter of you were able to, or you felt like you could apply your skills that you learned at the organization? Was it just because you were looking for something to do? Was there any particular reason why this organization, why the Volunteer West Island, you felt was a good fit for how you wanted to spend some of your retirement? Well, um, yes. They had um, an ad in the paper saying they needed someone to uh, enter data uh, into the computer system and I was quite interested in computers. I was, I've been working for, in computers since 1965. 
So I was very familiar, and I would love to work with that. So I decided to go there. It was in Dorval. And they said, yes, you're very good, but we need you to do some uh, data entry. But, but your skills are so much better. Uh, there's a fellow named Brian. Brian is doing uh, alone. Uh, he is doing all kinds of cabling and computer installations. These computers that we got at the office there, that they got, were uh, donated. They were secondhand computers, and they had to be reconfigured and sometimes uh, physically modified to fit the needs of the organization. And uh, Brian was using uh, a software, Excel, was using Excel, but he was using also VBA, Visual Based Database Excel, to suit the needs of the Volunteer uh, West Island organization. And uh, it was very customized. I decided to go to school even one uh, session, uh, one evening night, to go to school and learn about VBA. But it was rather complicated, and I felt I was not able to uh, keep up with it. So Brian continued, and we then moved from Dorval. We moved to saint Anne de Bellevue about 15 years ago. We had to rewire everything. We had a professional uh, company install the cabling through the, uh, the walls and the ceiling. And each office now has a, a, an outlet, Ethernet outlet. And we had to install the computers, again, the second-hand computers, a cabling to the computer and then program the uh, the whatever uh, software they needed for their uh, work. But Brian continued to use Visual Basic for applications. And uh, about 10 years ago, uh, 2013, yes, exactly, unfortunately, he, he passed away and I was left alone. And I couldn't continue to work with VBA. And I asked Alex to come over and you to come over and to see, because you had some knowledge of that. So that's how you started uh, the contact with uh, the, the office. Yeah, that's exactly right. At the time, I had, and I still have, quite a bit of knowledge using um, Microsoft Access, which uses VBA. And I had building, been building custom databases using it. Uh, this was obviously pre-Salesforce um, pre many, many years ago at this point. And it was a very powerful tool because it is a relational database very powerful tool to be able to use locally, not so great across a network, although there was ways of managing that. But it was actually by virtue of that that only what not only was I not only was I able to help, but that it was able to make that leap from access to Salesforce because I understood the concept of databases, I understood the concept of um, CRMs because I'd built them from scratch or at least on that access platform. Yes, the um, that was interesting too because the executive director. Uh, Linda, uh, she liked what you were offering, and she, but she had to convince her board of directors. To make sure it's clear, when we say yes. offering, I didn't mean access, and I don't mean access, I meant Salesforce, because at that time, uh, I was going through a career change where I was learning, I was learning, say I had learned and I knew of Siebel CRM, and I was just making that change to Salesforce CRM. And when I realized the power and the capability of it and how it can be useful to nonprofits, when Linda did approach me to ask, you know, what can we do with this current Microsoft Access database? I said, listen, let's throw this thing into the garbage. It's past its, its prime. Access is no longer a viable solution for what you're trying to use it for. But there's this great new CRM called Salesforce, which at the time was still early on. Uh, it was a you know, newer technology. 
not so well known, of course, that is, is today. And that was what I was proposing to Linda. And then we'll continue your story because then Linda had to become the champion to promote it within the board of directors. I'll let you take over the story from there. Yes, um, Linda, um, th- th- this was a good solution. We're looking about 10 years ago, 2013. And she said, yes, this, since we had no other option, um, you, your offer was, was accepted. But she had to convince her board of directors, and that was a major challenge because they were not uh, computer savvy and they expressed their concerns and so on and so forth. But eventually, somehow, she managed to do it and we got started on that. And you, this is how you, yes, this is how you, you got started. And then Linda actually was a guest on the podcast. She was looking, and I was looking back at the history, she was guest number four on the podcast. So if listeners want to hear, uh, an early version of this show whereby I do talk to Linda, the executive director of this nonprofit. We, we kind of followed that story there. But you're right. The idea was because it was so new, because there was another option on the table, though. I remember there was a, a volunteer something, something CRM that she was considering as well. I was just proposing Salesforce because I felt it was a better choice for them. And I mean, it's been, like you said, more than 10 years. They've been using it quite successfully. I know that now they're in the process of migrating to a a more recent version. I'm not sure where they're going with it next because uh, my brother has taken over the reins in terms of their CRM uh, for that particular nonprofit. But the idea is uh, we as a family have been helping and promoting this organization for quite a while. Uh, But Dad, I was wondering if you could just tell people, because I don't think we've talked about it just yet, is what do the Volunteer West Island organization, what does it do? They, uh, they recruit volunteers for uh, programs and activities for local uh, uh, organizations and for local needs. They recruit from schools, high schools, TJEPs, from companies, and from retired people like myself to help with these social needs in the community. And some of the needs are, uh, the, ma- the main one that they have is Meals on Wheels, where you need cooks to, to uh, prepare the meals, uh, and there are several kitchens on the West Island, maybe 10 kitchens or so, and then you need volunteers to drive them, uh, the, to bring the meals to, to the people to, 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 who are shut in. So this is one of the major activities is Meals on Wheels. They also offer frozen meals, so you, the people have to call them, the, the, the office, and say, I want some meal, these kinds of meals. They select the meals. There's also a calling of shut-ins in seniors. They periodically call seniors to see how they are, how, how things, if they have any problems. They prepare social events, such as, uh, well, physical activities, such as Zumba and Tai Chi for uh, seniors. They also have get-togethers, coffee and, and bingo events. They also do income tax preparations. So they do a lot of uh, activities to help the community and to uh, help the seniors. So um, this is what I. This is the main the main uh, field. And how does it feel for you to be to be offering your services to be you know maybe overqualified? You mentioned earlier for the position and, and helping them. Like what what rewards what self rewards do you get from doing this? Or do you, what kind of what is the reason, basically, that you decided, not decided, but kept on volunteering? Because you're still volunteering there, even after all these years. So, what, you know, why do you do it? Yeah, I've been there for uh, something like 20 years, I think. Um, I like computers, basically. I, I love to work. I love the challenge of fixing computers and of uh, helping them. But um, uh, it's also like she, Linda says, it's my second home by this time. So I feel very uh, welcome to be there. 
the people are very friendly, very greeting, and they see and they love to see uh, uh, to see me and to, to 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 know that we can help them. So it makes me feel ex uh, wanted, and uh, this is very important. Also, it keeps me busy in terms. Now, before that. Sorry, I want to mention that before that, I, uh, we before the COVID, which started about in 2020 or so, 2021, we used to go there every week, basically on Fridays, drive to there, uh, do whatever they needed fixing, and then come home. But now, with the COVID, day, people wanted to work from home, the staff. There's about five, six people in the staff. They wanted to work from home and connect to their computers in the office. And we were able to find, we were very fortunate to find someone else by the name of Phil. Phil was extremely, uh, uh, also retired, ex but extremely knowledgeable in computers. And uh, he set up something called Log Me In. It allows us now to work from home, to connect to all the computers in the office, to connect to all the laptops at, at the volunteers' homes. Uh, the volunteers um, using the computers at home to connect to the office. Uh, so all this networking is possible. Yeah, I, I, I'm very happy I was alone, but now I have the support of Phil. I have the support of your brother, Michael. And uh, I feel it's, uh, it's a great, uh, it keeps me busy, you know, but it, it's, it's something I love to do. Just also, I touch on that computer element. Um, my dad was luckily so interested in computers from such a young age yeah, in his life that one of the very first personal computers that you could buy and bring home was the Timex Sinclair. This is like a old school computer. We have a cassette tape, which is your uh, your type of hard drive, and uh, it was because of that, and and just his enthusiasm toward computers that kind of pushed me along the path to follow um, my degree as well in computer engineering, and just to have a career in computers. So, uh, you know, your passion was so invigorating and so radiating dad that uh you know you definitely had an influence in both not just my life but in mike's life in in helping us choose a path that has allowed us to have an amazing lifestyle today so i want to thank you for that yes i'm uh, i'm very um <laughs> that was a good uh good thing and mom always remembered how michael was able to do uh when he was in grade school uh using the software to do some very very small program with a dog coming out of a of his uh, house, wagging his tail and then going wagging his tail and then going back to the <laughs> into his little cabin. This was um, very very interesting, and it kept me going because we exchanged each other. We were motivating from each other. Michael was active, you were active, and and we interacted that way. So that was how uh, it continued. Yeah, my mom had a lot of patience with us around the kitchen table, especially around dinner time, because uh, the three of us would just talk shop <laughs> about all the latest computers, all the latest technology, all the latest stuff. Uh, and and she was um, was luckily enough that <laughs> patient and 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 appreciated the moment for what it was, because obviously she couldn't follow the conversation. This was not her her interest area of interest. She was more on the. She is more, and has been always more on the art side. Um, but yeah, it was that that passion that that uh, started with you, Dad, that allowed us to to be where we are. So, uh, thanks again. I, I, I want to say something else that Mom did. Uh, sure. Your mom did is that uh, because of your conflict, you all wanted to go at the same time. We had only mm -hmm. one computer, <laughs> so y'all wanted. To, uh, uh, 
go on it. She set up a whole schedule on the bulletin board saying, this is Michael, this is you, this is me. <laughs> so this was a, a thing that she, she's very well managing uh, the household in that way by, by giving you a, a contract saying, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> this is your time allowment on the computer. Yeah, I remember you know, Mondays from six to seven was my time. Seven to eight was my brother. Tuesdays, it was the opposite. So she definitely kept us in line that way and provided a, a lot of feedback and uh, support through just her organization of how we spend our time on the computer. So in addition to the Volunteer West Island, you also, uh, during your retirement, have been doing keeping yourself busy by doing uh, research on particular topics and then presenting them to the McGill Association. Could you... Could you explain to our listeners a bit about you know how that works? Yes, um, uh, when I also when I retired in the early two uh, thousand or so, I um, decided to go to McGill to take evening classes in the language in in the Russian language Russian, which is basically my mother tongue. Uh, so I, I could not read and write in Russian. So I went to McGill. They were on the third floor of McGill. Uh, this was in the evening after work. But on the second floor, I saw something uh, that sort of uh, took my attention. It was called McGill Community for Lifelong Learning, M-C-L-L. Uh, and I said, what is this? I walked in and I got some pamphlets. And apparently this is an organization, part of McGill, uh, who uh, promote learning to senior people in retirement, and they have classes from Monday to Thursday, and then they have lectures given by different speakers on Fridays. So I said, okay, and I decided to join. And I've been joining now for about, I don't know, 15, maybe 20, something in between 15 to 20 years. And I think my main interest is uh, history, ancient history. And... um, we have classes by now. I used to go downtown before the uh, the COVID virus came in, but now uh, we are more isolated on the West Island. We don't go downtown so much, so we do it by Zoom. So we make there's classes at McGill, physical classes called hybrid, where people are present in the class, maybe ten people, and there's about ten people on Zoom, and uh, we um, each one of us is asked if possible, you know, not forced, but asked kindly to make a presentation. And I like to make presentations uh, using PowerPoint. I can using computers. And it's always a challenge to find the right thing. How do you do this? How do you do that? And anyway, I managed to do it. And uh, we, I find that people enjoy my presentations. Very, some, some of it are quite rated as good, excellent. Um, and I've still been doing this uh, continuously. Uh, there's, it's a sessions of 10 weeks. E- each session is 10 weeks of two hours in each uh, session. Um, I go Monday afternoon from 2 to 4. And then um, this goes on three times in January, in April, and in September. We have uh, these classes. So that's what I, uh, I... I cover many topics. I like to do a lot of uh, topics around the Mediterranean. Egypt, uh, uh, the Palestine area, Greece, Rome. So uh, I did lots of uh, topics uh, on these things, on the Crusades, 
Queen Cleopatra from Egypt, um, the history of writing, the Persian Empire, um, the black pharaohs of Egypt, and so on and so forth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's hard for me now to come over to you guys' place and not hear some story about uh, the topic you're research, researching about, like the Eiffel Tower. I think for yes. months, <laughs> every time I came over, I would get a, a little clip of uh, you know a, a small segment of history about the Eiffel Tower or Cleopatra or any of one of those topics you mentioned, which is quite uh, quite fun to listen to. Uh, it's strange that you mentioned the Eiffel Tower. It's a very uh, current topic. I've done, uh, so far, um, this past, this current year, 2023, I did it four times to different people. Uh, I did it in Montreal, I did it to Toronto, and I did it to British Columbia, way out west in British Columbia. And now the fellow who's organizing it wants me to do it to Cambridge, England, to retired wow. folks in, in Cambridge. So in February or March of the 2024, yeah, he wants me to do a fifth presentation on Eiffel Tower. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. By the way, he died 100 years ago uh, in December 27th, Gustav Eiffel. Hmm. So uh, they're celebrating his 100th anniversary. Well, I have. the other one I enjoyed very much is doing uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, that also, that was very current because they made a movie with Napoleon, a British movie, which I'm not sure about its success, but um, I made a presentation on, this, this was a presentation on Friday, a lecture on Friday, which is what, what the McGill does, and uh, that was came out very successful, and again, I had to do it a couple of times because they, they enjoyed it so much. Oh, I okay, I went. So that I have actually a really cool question for you. From your perspective, what is your perception and what do you think, where things are going with AI? I, I don't have much uh, information on it. I, I use chat GPT just once in a while just to see what, for fun, what it looks like, what it, what it can do. Um, AI, I, I don't have any much information on it, but I, People tend to be scared of it because it's got so powerful tool. Um, but that's how I scared that it might take over the world. Even who knows? Um, there's been movies like that uh, with uh, robots that take over. <laughs> but you use ChatGPT. How do you use it? Oh, I just use it on my phone, and I type uh, a few things. Oh, when was Napoleon born? When was I, I, who is Eiffel? Uh, Gustav Eiffel, and it gives me some answers. Uh, it also says, uh, prepare a birthday card for someone, my, a good friend of mine. So I, it gives me a whole bunch of text, which is very nice, but uh, I don't use it really bit beyond that, just just for fun. Sure. Just, I was just curious. So, you, I mean, obviously, the, going looking forward, your plan is to do more presentations with the Volunteer West Island. I know Phil is, um, not Phil, but uh, what's, his, what's the new guy's name? <laughs> Phil, Phil. We were very it is fortunate. Phil. Okay, I was right. Uh, yeah, Phil. so... It, uh, so I imagine with Phil, you're going to, you know, kind of pass the reins off a little bit um, and, and take your foot off the gas as time goes on. But is there anything else you'd like to do, at least in the nonprofit world in this space, in the next couple of years? I want to continue with McGill for the next couple of years, of course, or more if I can. I want to continue with the uh, volunteer West Island uh, office with the help of Phil. Yes, he's he's taking more and more uh, 
activities, more tasks for my hands. Although I just, there's, oh, by the way, since two, two, since this COVID started, since the people are working from home, uh, Linda uh, was kind enough, decided to buy just about everybody new desktop computers. They're small computers, the size of a book, and but they're so powerful, and they're Windows 11 now. So now that they have new computers, we don't have to do any physical work on them except to install the software, which we can do by remote using LogMe. And so I, uh, I have less responsibilities uh, with the volunteer at West Island. But uh, I love to go there. Like they said, it's my, they said it's my second home. I, I also do a little bit of volunteering uh, with, there was a lady who I used to drive her for, she could not have, uh, she couldn't drive. So I used to take her to the pharmacy, to take her to a food store, to take her to the bank. Uh, but she died uh, three years ago. So I, her husband was left alone. Her husband is now 100 years old. Imagine that. And he's still using computers to do, uh, to do Skype and to do emails. Uh, so he calls me from time to time to help and I go and visit him. And we still, we still work. He still worked with computers, and he's so happy. Uh, he got a laptop from the West Island, which for for free, and he I installed it at his uh, uh, at his senior residence. And uh, he's only I think the only guy in the, in the whole organization using computers in that uh, senior home. That's also a kind of fun, and I'm really happy to help him because he's a very kind gentleman. He's got all his faculties except his legs. He's in a wheelchair, so but 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 he's he has no glasses, he has no hearing aids, his fingers are good, he's got no uh, medical problems except for perhaps for falling down from time to time, but otherwise he's in really good health, and I enjoy visiting him from time to time. So that's another activity I do on, on the side. Your passion for computers is is evident uh, just in hearing and listening to you talk. Dad, listen, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, thank you for everything. Well, thank you, Alex. Thank you for allowing me to uh, share this experience with you. And uh, I wish you the best for, your, for the coming year and in your new career with Salesforce. Well, it's not so new anymore. It, like you said, I mean, that's new, ten- but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your continued, continued career in Salesforce. Sorry about awesome. that. Awesome. All right, that's it for today. I am Alexander Lapa, and I hope you join me again in the next Agents of Nonprofit.